What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Obsession. I'm Carl Bethke. I am Mike Stadler. We are having a day here, brother. Right on. Oh, oh, oh. Got a question for you. This one comes from James. How or what do you do to be successful each year, and why are you successful on these DIY hunts you guys do? Congratulations, by the way, he says. Thank you, James. DIY hunts that we do when we go out west. Uh, I think hunting in general. Okay. So, we talk about this a ton. Um, obviously, physical prep. So, I will tell you this. Since we got back from North Dakota, um, the week of Thanksgiving, I have been, today was day number 90 straight that I've been at the gym since we got back. Yep. So we've been back for 90 days. We have been. I have not missed a day. Um, I 100% I feel that physical prep is a lot of it, a lot of it, especially if you're spotting and stalking with a bow um, in lots of types of weather. Yes. Especially, you know, he's talking about the DIYs. So our first one is, is antelope. Yeah. And what's our weather? 100 degrees. Hot. In the sun. Spring. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to hide under. Nasty, you know, so. Um, and Carl's the same way in the gym, you know, and I'm not saying we're going to compete for a Mr. Olympia coming up. <laughs> I mean, you know, I thought about it. And you could. I, and then I had a rational thought. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it's a huge thing, you know, and I... I don't work out for any reason anymore, to tell you the truth, but to be able to do what I want to do. Yeah. And what I want to do is bow hunt. I think the best <laughs> statement, and this you've said this before, I think, on the show, and I don't know if people understand what you mean by it. I do. I don't work out as much as Mike, I'll be honest. I'm a little bit older than Mike is. Gives me no excuse. I've been coming back and working out more now. Um, basically for the same reasons of this is what Mike says. He doesn't want his body to be the reason he's not successful. Control. What you can control. Yes. And you can control your body and your performance. Now, um, for me, I, I'll be honest, in the last three weeks I haven't been able to lift because I... Uh, sprained my AC joint and it's taken them a while to get back. But what have you been doing? I've been running a minimum of six miles every morning. So I get up at 3.30 and I go to the gym. And whether there's snow on the ground outside then I'll run inside or I will run outside by my house when the chance is. I don't do it right now at 3 in the morning because I don't want to get run over. (laughs) But in the summertime I do run uh, the hills by my house so uh, that just helps me. And I'm going to be, this year, I'll be 55. You're not out there running those little short track shorts, are you? Negative. Right, that's, Negative. I just want everybody out there to know that. Yeah. He's <laughs> the type of guy he is, you know. But uh, So I do go to the gym and I'll lift. So this week I'm going back to lifting. I'll still yeah. run every morning so it's fasted cardio for me because I can afford to lose a little bit of, little bit of flubber. How's that sound? And that's my personal view. A lot Yep. You know, it is right. whatever. That's how I look at it. And then that'll be, that'll have me aerobically conditioned 
uh, for next season when we got antelope and mule deer and mule deer and whitetails and maybe something else if we get the opportunity. Yeah. I, had a, I had a guy at the gym actually yesterday asked me, and it says, I've talked to you about him, so yep. I talked when he bow hunts and he just started going out west, and he told me yesterday that he's actually been copying a lot of my workouts, watching me, mm -hmm. and uh, especially my shoulder stuff, because he has injured his shoulders. Yeah. Um, and he knew, you know, last year I had a shoulder injury, I guess this year it's your turn. Yeah, I guess. So, um, but it's a, it's a huge part of it, you know, physically, to get yourself, you know, like we said, control the things that you can control, that's one of them. Um, I'm not saying you gotta be in the gym, you know, every day, yeah. Um, I just do it. It's a it's a it's a mental uh, relax, stress yeah, relief stress for me relief. also. You know, yeah. um, if you really want to do something, you'll find a way to do it. Yeah. If you don't, you make an excuse, and it's gonna go that way for everything that you're gonna do in your life. If you make an excuse you know? once, then you're gonna just continue yeah. to make excuses. Yeah. You see it all the time. I am a firm believer in you run, you lift and you shoot your bow. Um, and a lot of people are going to be like, well, that's the Cam Haynes, da 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 eh, I ain't going to lie. It is. I got great respect for Cam. You know, he's my age, and that dude is a freaking beast. When you say beast, I mean beast. Hunting, whatever else, lifting, running, all that stuff. But if you listen to anybody who's successful in hunting, including Mike and myself, we're going to tell you that it's a lifestyle. You know, you need to change and make yourself better. You can't be going out and drinking fucking beer <laughs> and doing stupid shit and expect to be successful. Yeah. Am I lying? No, you're not. It's you know, <laughs> Well, it is what it, it is. is. You know, when you say the you say a lifestyle thing, and um, I know people probably think, oh, you're preaching. We're not preaching. I'll tell you what it is. It's, you know, mentally... If you think about it this way, mentally, if you can't get through things in your life that hinder you in your everyday life, yeah. because life's hard enough. It is. Let's be honest with it. So are you going to let it control you or are you going to control it? Because it's in everybody's own hands. Yeah, you, know, you, always have a, you always have a choice. So, you know, if you make the choice to do what you want to do and succeed in that, that's what you do. If you don't, you don't. You know, we, we are two extremely driven people. Um, not only in hunting, yeah. just so you're aware. Just in, in general, in everything we do, if we can't do it to the best of our ability, then we got to work at that. Oh, yeah. You know, and the next thing is, you know, shooting our bow. We always talk about you. Shoot your bow, shoot your bow. Don't grab your goddamn bow two weeks before bow season or yeah. wherever you're going to go. Right. Like, well, I'm going to start shooting my bow. That's a cool story, bro. Yeah. Good not, luck with that. Not even a month before, especially if you're going out you west. Know? I mean, 50 yards is short. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's. I, I know people that have been on elk hunts that have not taken an elk and have had them at fifty yards. Fifty. Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, I'm telling you right now, and I'm not going to brag. Oh yeah, it's dead. Oh yeah, fifty yards. I, it's a dream for me. <laughs> an elk or a mule at fifty yards, like that's just that's a, it, that's a given for us. That should be a given. And it's not because we don't shoot all the time. Right. We shoot every week together in leagues. Yep. Not because we like shooting leagues. <laughs> we don't. No. But it's a reason to get together and to shoot. Right. You know? And shoot your hunting equipment. I mean... Do we ever shoot our hunting equipment? We always shoot our hunting equipment. That is correct. <sighs> you know, 
You can shoot competition bows, and that's great all summer if you're into shooting that stuff, and I have got no problem with that at all, but you need to pick up your hunting bow too. And what I hear from a lot of the guys that shoot the compos, and I used to do this a lot because I used to shoot a lot of competition. Well, my hunting bow is different, and I string angle this, that, and it affects my shot during my competition. Well, you need to make a damn choice or be able to do both. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have an issue with it. Um, that's why I shoot my hunting bow now all the time. I have comp bows. I got TRX 38 and all the fancy stabilizers, sights, and all that crap. Shooting the big fat shafts. Great. You know, whatever. It doesn't put deer on my wall, and that's yeah. what I'm about. So that's the decision I have made to do right. that. And life is all about decisions. It's always about percentages, too. You want to win, you have to increase your percentages. So you need to make what? Good decisions. Yes. So... You know, yeah, it's really a, you know, and you know, you talk about that too. Like it's a lot of times it's taking a shot, mm -hmm. not taking a shot. Um, you know, assessing situations and knowing, like you know, he, you know, James says, "How are you guys so successful?" Well, it comes with a lot of failures. Oh God! You know, I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people see us now because we've been doing the podcast and stuff, but we failed out west way more than we've succeeded. Oh, you know, God. we've turned the tables. Um, in the last several years because we've learned and failed. Yeah, but but this is one thing too, and this is 100% true for Carl and myself, is we never quit. Oh yeah. Ever. That's one thing, if you know us or meet us or whatever else, we don't ever quit. Like, we will drive until the last second on a hunt yeah. where we can't hunt any longer because the sun is down and it's illegal. Yeah. Otherwise, we are giving it 100, 110% every day every waking hour we can do that. the last minute of the last day and there's no there's no tired and there's no, no you know why you know the, there is none of that it really isn't but and if you think about it that's all mental yeah not just in the hunting but like if you mentally can do that in anything you're going to be better at it yeah so you will not succeed out west and and you can ask people that whatever they're on tv if you want to look at it and they're not going to tell you well i just go out there and I kind of wander around a little bit and get lucky no they're putting time in and you see a lot of the hunts you know five six seven days yep. nothing well it's not because they're quitting no you know you're just seeing it in a in a more condensed time frame i you know, think not the grueling of what it is the grueling the 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 yeah <clears throat> I guess the mental stress of it too, don't you think? I mean, oh, we yeah. put a lot of mental stress on ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in you need to be mentally strong before you can be physically strong. Yeah. Like there's plenty of times when I'm running and I am beat to shit. 200 plus reps a minute for like an hour plus. And I'm mentally beat, but I don't stop because you know what? Your mind will quit before your body quits. I was just going to say, your mind will quit way before your body will. Yeah. Your body will endure a lot more than most people think. Oh, yeah. Most people won't push themselves to that point. Yeah. If you feel like you're going to die, trust me, you're not. Probably not. Majority of the time. Not always. Yeah. Just trust me. I mean, sometimes you could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> you could. But your body, the human body, can take a lot more than yeah. what most people's mind will let them put them through. Yeah. I, I think the, you know, how do you be successful? And I think you have to, you have to have the mindset of it. I think the mindset, like we're talking about, 
get you to where, okay, this is what I want to do, so what do I have to do to do that? Mm -hmm. And then you have to follow through with it. Yep. You know, not just, I'm going to work out a little bit. Ah, I don't like this. It sucks. It does suck. Oh, it always it's sucks. Not fun. I, don't, I don't go to the gym because I want to. I, I just told Carlos earlier. It's just ingrained in my head. I've done it forever. I do it more now yeah, than I did when I was younger and I was competing. Yeah, yeah. you do now. it a lot more now than when we first started hanging yeah. out together. And I mean, it's, you know, yes, I've been a personal trainer for a long time. I did that on the side. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah. Dietary stuff. I do know that. Um, but it doesn't, none of it matters if you don't implement it. Right. <laughs> it's just like shooting your bowl. Like, you know, we just started this year again with a, with a new, with new sites. Yes. That we're trying out. Yep. Um, and it's a learning. Yeah, it wasn't, you could see it in our scores when we yeah. first started shooting them yep. because it, it was a change on our, on our equipment. Mike yeah. and I's equipment are almost identical. Um, you guys see that from the show and it was a change where we had to, for me, and I'll tell you for archery, it's a mental picture of what you're looking through uh, when you're bringing up the target and the pin itself. Um, if you have a side pin or a vertical pin or a pin from the top, you know, uh, that does actually cause impact, on, for most people, impact differences downrange. Because your eye and your mind sees things differently. Yeah. So, uh, for me, last year, my pins, and I think Mike's too, we're from the side. No, you had the vertical. Mine's up and down, yeah. And then I switched to a vertical. And if you watched my targets and you could see it in my scores, I was missing 12 rings by like a quarter inch low or whatever else. Um, and then the size of the dot from a hunting, what we call a hunting dot or hunting spot was a 19 thousandths and shooting at 10 thousandths now is what we shoot. So yeah. that was a change too. Yeah. And it, and it, what did it take for us to get better with them? Just practice. Just practice. Yep. Shooting, shooting, shooting. Yep. Adjusting, shooting, you know, evaluating. Well, there's a lot of frustration there the first few weeks, wasn't yeah. it, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. I was getting pissed off. And, yep. Um, I'm like, wow, you know, I, I really liked the site. was just having a hard time with it. Yep. Um, and I'm like, I know I can go back to my other site. Right. But that thinking, I'm like, is that going to get me to what I want? No, it's not. No. So I'm like, I'm going to learn this site because I like the advantage it can give me. Yep. And I'm just going to keep shooting it. Now, um, I love it. Yeah. Um, I really love the site. We'll talk about that maybe at some point. But it wasn't like, uh, F this, it's too hard, I quit. I won't go back to what I know. Right. Which is... Easy for people to do. Which is a, the problem most people have in life. I'm not a life coach or anything like that. But, you know... Um, You know what do you say? Familiar familiarity yeah. is comfortable. Yes, for people. So Get out of your comfort. You got to be uncomfortable. You got to be on your comfort range. When we, when you're working out, you should be on your comfort range. You should be pushing your body enough to where it hurts. Yeah. You need to be uncomfortable. If you're sitting there and you're using 25 pound dumbbells and you're doing like 10 reps and you're setting the weight down, yeah. Even if you're a big guy, you're doing it and you do. 50 reps, and all of a sudden you're starting to feel the burn in your bot in your muscle. Well, then you keep going mm -hmm. until it fails. Yeah. Then you can move forward. Same with running. You know, 
you can get yourself to where your heart rate is at such a certain speed or whatever else you know what your max heart rate is I'm not a firm believer in that by the way max heart rate stuff but once you get there you know hold it there for a while and see what happens because nine times out of ten what happens is your body familiarizes yourself with that amount of level of exercise mm -hmm. and it actually your heart rate will slow down and then you can push even harder yeah. see I, I do I've talked about before uh, like in the summer is like I'll run around on the property yeah and have my target set up with my bow I'm running with my bow in my hand yep um, pull up laser you know a 50 60 70 80 whatever I don't care wherever I stop yeah set set my sight make that shot yep good and it's the process of being able to get your heart rate to where you can calm yourself enough yeah. to make a shot because that's how it happens out west a lot well the fine example this year was when i shot my mule <clears throat> yes i had we might drop me off about a mile mile and a quarter away from the animal so he couldn't see me and i snuck up the back side of this ridge well this ridge was big and it was steep if you watch the video you can see it and coming up over the top you had to come back over again and there's terrain up above you had to deal with so when you get to the top of that ridge, now it's the moment of truth. So your heart's beating anyway. Plus you've just done all this strenuous exercise to get the position here. You need to control yourself to make that shot. Because the window is normally small. That window was two inches. So, you know what I mean? I mean, it's time-wise too. It's oh, not yeah, like it's yeah, going to yeah. lay out for you where you can sit there for 10 minutes and think about everything or relax yourself. That's you know? another good point. Here's the other part about <coughs> DIY hunting out west, if this is what you're referring to, James, if you're talking more out west stuff. You will learn that you need to make decisions. I've watched people go out there and sit there for hours and watch a deer bed, bedded deer, instead of figuring out the way, okay, this deer is bedded. Now, in Mike and I's eyes, this deer is bedded. And this gives us our best opportunity to go kill. So, move. so if I'm sitting here staring at him for two hours, guess what he's doing? He's getting ready to move. Mm -hmm. If he's sleeping, say he's got in the sun or whatever, you can tell that deer is down. Matter of fact, if you watch that video, if you look at the two does in front of the buck that I killed, the one's got her head flat down on the ground. Yeah. Out. Out. That's telling me they're relaxed. Here's my opportunity and, to get above him. And kill. he's relaxed. Right. So that's when you make your move. You don't sit there nine times out of ten. Now, elk hunting in the mountains can be a lot of much different based off of distances and things like that. So, mm -hmm. But what I'm telling you is you need to be able to make a decision, make that move. Yeah, you got to assess it. You got to move. It to do it. You got to yeah. move. It's, you need to make things happen on a DIY. It is. That's, that's one thing that we talk about a lot. Like, uh, you know, whitetail hunting is different. Yeah. You're not going to make that happen. You're trying to put yourself in a position for it, your opportunity to be better. Yeah. Um, you're not going to, you know, make a move on a buck when you, that you're in a stand. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it. Yeah. The chances of that are very slim, you know. Spotting and stalking yeah. whitetails on their ground is on, uh, yeah. it's a tough one. In this kind of terrain. In, yeah, in our terrain. Yeah. You know, mule deer, antelope, uh, elk is... See something, make a decision. Whether that decision is right or not, it, yeah. it's is really moot. Yeah. Point. Because yep. sometimes it's going to be right, sometimes it's not. Or sometimes the decision was great, the animal didn't stay there. Yeah. But you can't watch them all day. You yeah. got to process and make a decision. And um, I think it helps. You know, like I said, it's all mental. I think all starts. Yep. And 
funnels down to that. And the Out West, we love nothing better. Than that. I think the other part about the Out West success <laughs> is the one, the biggest thing I would say, and we do it now more than ever, is seventy three as a two-man because we wouldn't have shot either one of our mule deer or our antelope this year if the other guy wasn't there. Last several years, yeah, with our muleys, yeah. I mean, we've been together, and it is proven. It's proven. I mean, we're putting them in the truck, yeah. You know, and and great animals, and it's just that much better when you can have somebody that you can trust. You know, calling a range, or you know, a guy sits back and can motion you around, show you where the animal's going. You know, now maybe it sounds like it's not fair, but. They're, you know, take your advantage if you can get them. Yeah, um, I mean, a, a fair chase is fair yeah. chase. <laughs> and if you think it's not fair, go try to go after one. Yeah, spotting and stalking by yourself is, you know, is a, it's a tough, and hey, more people do, you yeah. know, there's a lot of people out there do it, congratulations. And we've done it both ways. We've done it both ways, um, but we seem to be more successful hunting as a two-man team. You know, there's there's a time you got to know too, you know, maybe if you're hunting with another guy that, maybe one guy's like, I'm going to hang back, you got to go. Yeah. And then, oh, God, yeah. Because it happens. Sometimes you both can't go. You know, I take your play, and the guy sits back and just waits and watches. If you guys watch our stuff, and, you know, <laughs> our stuff, James, if you watch it, you'll see Mike and I just take turns. Mm -hmm. I don't care how big the animal is. If he shoots him, congratulations. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. We got one down. Let's Moving go on. get the other one. Yeah, it's time to move. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you'll even hear it in the videos when we're talking. This year's video when I shot my 4x4. Four four. I was more, after I shot it, I was ecstatic. But what am I talking about? I'm talking about getting him his deer. Yeah, we'll be. We got him out of there. We'll get one. Get one for Mike yet. We got a whole nother day. It'll be his turn. Well, getting him his deer. Yeah, was, we got him out of there and got a little something to eat quick. And I mean, we were right back out. Oh, yeah. You know, and we were actually on. We, we're from Wisconsin. You guys will know that because I said, or Mike said, Let's get some cheese. Yep. That's what we did. We took cheese, water, and, and we left. We're out. <laughs> and we killed another one that day. Yeah, we did. It's it's a lot of, you know, it's mental, it's physical, it's, you know, um, drive. Drive is the I biggest really, part of it. I really think it's drive. You know, you need to go into everything, I think, with a successful or a, uh, being mentally capable of thinking you're going to be successful. On everything you do doesn't matter I never think I'm gonna fail at something right it might happen right. but guess what what am I gonna do to make it better so I'm not six or not unsuccessful next time right you know and you know you need to make changes sometimes so it is what it is I think that's probably the easiest way to describe our DIY stuff yes so we appreciate the question James Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. If you guys get a chance, you want to listen to it just on the podcast, it's iHeartRadio Podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, and RSS.com. We appreciate you guys listening. If you guys want any questions answered or just want to talk to us, go ahead and put some stuff right down here in the comments. We appreciate it. Or you guys can subscribe right here and just hit the Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper. Thanks for listening, guys. Check it out on the podcast, baby. <laughs> Our work worked again this year. Small property, 40 acres. This is the buck that I called. The drop eight. This is so awesome. I'm gonna be out here with you, Carl.
and to take a yeah hit them hit them high going down through the lungs probably came out low on the other side beautiful mule deer tall good mass on him